0: Hello, my friends and family. We are glad to be back with you here for the Wits End podcast. And can you believe it? We are in the same room. And Brother George Antonios is, is down into uh, the United States of America for our Bible conference at Heartland. Uh, Bible Heartland Bible Conference in Toledo, Ohio. And uh, it's, it's awesome, man. It's great to have you here.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm having a great time. I love it.
0: It's uh, It's been really interesting because... Um we've been doing this podcast and we haven't actually seen each other for how long?
1: Last year uh in March. When was that? 2022. On the way, yeah. March 2022. When was that? I was driving back. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Stopped here, preacher service. That's
0: what it was. It was a short thing, kind of a one-off. That's why. Correct. Okay, I had to. For some reason, I was going further back in my mind. Um, You haven't been down for a Bible conference for how long?
1: The Heartland Bible Conference. I think we haven't been able to make for like ten years.
0: Wow. Mm. It's been
1: frustrating because every time it's like this year's the year we're going down. This year's the year we're going down, and something major happens like COVID and things like that. But this time, even your toxic waste. I'm like, Lord, I don't care. People are telling me, there's a toxic waste train. I'm like, this time I'm not Where? putting it off. You know, the oh, the the, the, train, was in, the oh, It was in Ohio. It's Eastern Ohio. Well, for it's Ohio. You know. <laughs> That's in
0: the wind blows west yeah. to east. So, right. you know. <laughs> um, all right. So before we get into this, I got to show you guys this. If you are if watching this, you can see it. Otherwise, obviously, you can't. But I want you to see this sword. This sword right here was given to me by my children for Father's Day. And it was made by a shout-out to the Vogelpoles over in Scotland. And it says, the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And so the Vogelpolle sons made it, and I'm so pumped about it, man. I was just like... That's know. amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's got my name on the back. So
1: Wasn't it in Highlander that you can only kill the guy if you cut off his head with a sword? <laughs> I don't know. I never,
0: I never watched that. I never really watched that. But, I mean, this thing is sharp, too. They're not playing around with this blade. this is like you could shave with it almost. and uh, so there it is serious. They took a long time to do it and the kids had it shipped over and everything and um, so thanks to my kids and thanks to Vogel poles for that and then I also want to show you this. this is another sword amen. that's really sharp amen and uh, it's getting the job done. this amen. is a, this is a King James Bible. And that's what we—that's how we roll here that's on right. Wit's End.
1: Sharper than a two-edged sword.
0: Um, okay, so I'm talking a lot, but I want you to take over.
1: Day four. Genesis one fourteen.
0: We haven't gotten further than day four. Nope. Okay.
1: I've seen—I've seen people go through Genesis slower than this. Really? Like what we have, yeah. <laughs>
0: wow, man, this is glacial. So this is pretty <laughs> <very> like... good. <laughs> so <laughs> here we are. Now this is a little awkward on the video side of it, but hey, it's because we're—I want to bend the screen, bend this camera down a little bit. Is that better? Okay. We look we look so, so much better. Yeah. All right. Sorry.
1: We are wearing the pants. We, which, uh,
0: <laughs> we, can tell you. we are we're, wearing the pants.
1: During COVID, we used to do that?
0: No, did I never, did not
1: do that. I I preached once uh, wearing like sports pants. Oh, really? Yeah. Once. Once. <laughs> I don't think
0: so because we always came to the um, auditorium and, you know, we had the, the staff that were always here and so they would sit out there and I'm like, I can't pull it off. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> We are wearing the pants, though. That much, I can tell you.
1: So, we're yeah, we're fourth day. Verse 14. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. Uh, those are so four things there. And let them fear for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, obviously the sun, although some people actually dispute that. Uh, I found that recently. And the lesser light to rule the night, the moon, he made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, and the evening and the morning were the fourth day.
0: Um, What do you mean some people dispute
1: it? Uh, I think on the flat earth side, um, I've heard, I, I haven't gone too much into it, but in a quick conversation with with a, with a friend of mine, he basically said that it's not necessarily... Uh... Oh, no, no, no. I think what it was... Sorry. I think what it was is that the sun is not actually a sphere. It's just a light because it says God made... The, that's what it was. That God made the great lights. And so because one of the counter arguments of the flat earth thing is, well, look at the sun and the moon. They're spheres. They're spherical. And they're like, well, no, God just calls them light, So they're like a... Sp- they're like a two-dimensional spotlight, as if you will, up in space. So.
0: Where did I hear you say? I know it was you. Um, and they talk about he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth. Right. And that concept of so, therefore, it couldn't be a sphere. That okay, I understand what they're saying with that. Right. But the circle does not. You you only have two dimensions. Correct. So you don't. If have you're going to be that literal, yeah. Yeah, that literal means yeah. you don't have any depth of earth at all.
1: Correct. Right. So, yeah, that's right. That's Because exactly they'll say, well, it's a disc. But then if your argument is, well, it's not a sphere because it says circle, you also can't be a disc because it says circle. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. But – Do you think this is a, that's, that explains the rise of disc golf?
1: What's disc golf? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I saw that. I saw. Was it like a frisbee? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw you that. Don't say frisbee it's around frisbee.
0: them. No? No way, brother. No, it's disc golf. <laughs> but I'm like, the rise of the flat earth and disc golf – Coming up together, I, and, coincidence? Uh, I, I think, think not. I troll not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Okay, so you you, you got to be the brains of this operation. Yeah, day.
1: right. All right, let's. So let's see. Uh, they're placed after the division of waters uh, in space. Otherwise, the rising of the uh, water would have quenched. Well, anyway, that's quench the sun. That, that's neither here nor there. So there's four purposes and i think we mentioned that briefly last time the first the four purposes are for signs for seasons for days and years and i still think it's it's phenomenal that the lord would put place signs as the first function of the sun moon and stars before seasons i mean i would think if you're thinking physically naturally the first function of the sun is photosynthesis photosynthesis without which there's no life on earth but the bible says signs first and then for seasons and that tells me that topology is a lot more important than, than sometimes we make it out to be. God has put those things in there to teach to teach things, and so you've got a whole bunch of types there showing up in the Bible in connection with the sun, moon, and stars that we can uh, look at together.
0: Signs for the, that. So the lights are given as signs, right? What are some of the examples of of lights as signs in the Bible?
1: So uh, let' okay. So um, the sun is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. Malachi chapter 4 talks about the Son of Righteousness rising with healing in his wings. Uh, The Gospelists tell us that when the the Lord Jesus Christ went up on the Mount of Transfiguration, he was transfigured and his his countenance became like the sun. And so you've got uh, the moon there in Song of Solomon. The beloved of the Lord is fair as the moon, which could be Israel or could be the the church. Um, The believers are likened to stars in heaven. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 says that in our resurrection bodies we're going to shine as the stars of heaven. So they're there to teach spiritual truths, not only to communicate physical life.
0: Hmm. Hmm. That makes sense. I was, I was, when you said that, I'd never put the sun and the sign together, but it made me immediately think of Revelation one, where the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass, and he sent and signified it, or signified it, right by his angel unto his servant John. The word sign is right there right. at the beginning, and then. What does what does that that. what does the Son of God look like? Well, he has his countenance was as the sun sun shineth in his strength. So you have the revelation of Jesus Christ is one where his face shines as the sun. So when we look at the sun, we ought to think Jesus. Yeah, it's a sign of Jesus' strength and power. Right. And also when the clouds come over, it's not that there is no sun shining. Is that there's coming that's there's something good. coming between me and, and the, the sun. he's still shining but i don't see it or feel it whatever that's a that's a hard one because i'm telling you you guys are further north than we are yes and in the winter time you know what do they call that seasonal effect disorder something like that sad
1: yeah oh yeah the northern countries have a hard time with that sweden the scandinavian countries mm-hmm. highest suicide rate in the world at one point in sweden really and that part of it is that
0: mm-hmm because when you see the sun it's just happy you're happy yeah and that is what we walk by faith not by sight but you feel it man you feel it it's like the sun is the summertime is different like people don't associate summer with sadness or with with anything really you know it's hot sure but it was
1: so hot
0: but um but it's not it's not necessarily sadness yeah no, there, the yeah.
1: There's a pleasant. Uh, it is a pleasant things. It is a pleasant thing for the eyes to behold the sun. Mm. Solomon says in Ecclesiastes. It's just like. It just feels good. I mean, it's even like people in the solitary confinement, the one mercy that they're granted. Of course, they've got food and like that. But, the one mercy they're granted is they're given at least one hour of sunlight by most most places by law. Because mm. you can literally lose your mind. Yeah, without it, you know,
0: it's crazy. Uh, so the signs, the signs. I mean, what is a sign? A sign is something that points to something else, right? Correct. Basically?
1: Yeah, that's a good way, simple way to, broad enough way to put
0: it. Yeah, so like uh, the sun is a sign pointing to Jesus Christ. So then what do you think uh, the moon is a sign of?
1: It could be be Israel in the the Song of Solomon or the church. You already said Um, that right, yeah. Yeah, well, there's. so for example, uh, the moon uh, doesn't produce her own light. The sun is male in the Bible, by the way. Mm. And, and the, the the moon is female, sure enough, which kind of fits, right? And um, mm. the moon only reflects, she doesn't produce her own light any more than the church produces her own light. The moon simply reflects the rays of the sun back to the earth, which is the world. And so the church, likewise, we don't have our own spiritual light to give to the world. All we're supposed to do is position ourselves facing the sun, the Lord Jesus Christ, so as to reflect his glory back to the world, which was Lucifer's job kind of to begin with, right? Mm. He's the light bearer. Interesting. And, and through his glory, he lost that, and now we've kind of replaced him, which is why he hates our guts on such a personal level.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I never thought about that, the light bearer, that he was like we call him the ring bearer in a wedding. Um, the Luc- Lucifer being the light bearer, how he was not the light producer, right, but the light bearer. bearer. Yeah. So, what do you think about that? Where, where, do you, have you ever seen the connection of how did Lucifer get that that uh, brightness, like how it was transferred to him? He, uh,
1: in, his ecclesi- uh, well, in Ezekiel twenty-eight, he says, uh, "Every precious stone was thy covering." Right. And He talks about the stones of fire. It's possible that he was simply reflecting the light of God through those stones unto the world.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So the reflections, because what I've, because what, what I have thought there in Ezekiel, where he's talking about uh, that was corrupted by reason of thy brightness. Right. And the idea of him being the light bearer, that somehow he actually held the torch, so to speak, of, yeah. the, of the brightness of God and that it shone through him like those precious stones and like a prism on, you know, yeah, of, right. of yeah. beauty. But yeah. at the same time, that the reflection, I mean, that, that would make sense, actually make more sense because he's not the light. You know, Jesus yeah. himself is the light. You know, the lamb is the light thereof. And so... The reflection would work with a prism type. Yeah, I think
1: in both understandings, he seems to be the, simply the medium of the light. Right, exactly. There's, so there was a young preacher, the young preacher, is, is Pritchard. Have you ever heard, heard of him, Pritchard? He preached up in, in a church uh, in Montreal one day, and yeah. he said when he walked into a Catholic church, and he saw the colored glass, the color, the color painted mm-hmm. glasses in the Catholic churches that they, they have, he says that's what came to his mind that. That's kind of like Lucifer, you know. He has the different stones, yeah, and the rays of light goes through, and depending on the color of the stone, you reflect. I never thought about of light. that. You're,
0: yeah, and what he, is the the infatuation cool. with colored glass? Right,
1: yeah, I never got it either. But that's kind of that's was his comment. He's like, I don't get it, but I, I see this the spiritual maybe appeal behind it. Hmm,
0: man, that's good. Um, so there's different gods. We know there's different gods of the uh, that different. The different um, planets and stars are worshipped, right? Yeah. And the Lord talked about that in Deuteronomy. Worship either the sun or the moon or any of the hosts of heaven. So people worship the moon. They worship the sun. They worship the stars, and uh, that's been going on forever. And um, where was that verse? There was a verse about. Um, man, I can't. I can't remember it now but it was it was basically something about about the moon. So the moon, we understand the moon um controls the tides. Yeah. And uh the sun, you know, it causes everything to grow and uh so what else, have you ever considered the concept of the power of the physical moon and any tr- any spiritual connection that might be?
1: It's uh, it controls the tides but also uh, in I think Deuteronomy talks about the the, the s- moonlight bringing forth the precious things of the earth. So it seems like even moonlight, which is sunlight reflected, mm-hmm. even that plays a role in, and it connects it with fruit. It connects moonlight with fruit in Deuteronomy. Um, so, you know, spiritually, like the connection would be the, as the light reflects, as the church reflects the light of the Lord, that produces fruit. Hmm.
0: I thought about, um, you know, if with if if the tide, yeah, that's interesting. Furrows thereof It's starting to come in my mind. I'm thinking of the verse that you're talking about. Um, <coughs> what's that one verse where thy heart, thine heart uh, entices itself and that kissed yeah, thy hand? Yeah, Job.
1: Yeah, Job talks about that. Yeah, what is that? Third uh, um, thirty-one. Okay. I've got the big concordance here, so I'm kind of cheating there. Um, that was the
0: AI of yesterday.
1: That was, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 12, thirty-one twenty-six.
0: Thirty-one twenty-six. But
1: I like the tides thing. I never thought about it because it affects the world as mm-hmm. as the moon waxes and wanes. Right. You're affecting the world, and as the church waxes and wanes, the wicked
0: sh- are like the troubled sea.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she affects the world. That's good, man.
0: And and I, I you know the bounds the bounds are appointed thereof. What, is it, what does it say? Oh, what is that? So where were you? 31 what? I beheld the 26. sun. That's it. That's it. I beheld the sun when it shined. Thirty-one twenty-six. Or the moon walking in brightness. And my heart hath been secretly enticed. Or my mouth hath kissed my hand. And I thought about that. Um, where, I don't know. I don't know what my mouth has kissed my hand. What? Do you have anything on that in your culture? Like No,
1: that's weird. Even, uh,
0: you're like kissing you're your hand. You're so
1: like, in love with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, <we don't. laughs> it's think, so
0: weird man what are we doing
1: you're kissing your hand what are you doing <laughs> some idiosyncrasy of of uh of job i don't know <laughs> i don't like, i know at... i know um but the look moon... at what my hands have built you know type of deal yeah
0: so 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 here's a greater question so all right so you've got jesus christ as the Son, israel or the moon as the church i'm sorry the moon as israel or the church right, right. all right so what are the what is the antithesis of that? so people worship the sun they were not worshiping Jesus Christ so they worshiped right. and served the you know the created thing, not the creator right but what what is the um, I'll have to hit that mute button for you because I know you can't no, sorry. Um, what is the antithesis or, or what is the counterfeit that they're worshiping? So when he says, "I beheld the sun when it shined or the moon." walking in brightness and my heart hath been secretly enticed and or my mouth hath kissed my hand uh what is the moon walking in brightness like it's just a false god right but yeah. if if it's not the church would there be another Okay
1: yeah yeah like is there someone mute
0: No it's off mute Oh it's okay um should i mute this part <laughs>
1: <laughs> So you're talking about like an, an so a, let's say it's a, like a, an
0: antichrist you know, Jesus Christ and the antichrist
1: yeah right yeah the the uh, what's what's there's a term the for antithesis that, right? yeah the antithesis uh there's a there's a, another church over in revelation, mystery Babylon. uh mm-hmm. there's a woman riding the beast over there, you know mm-hmm. the uh, the devil's got his own church
0: hmm. yeah, so i yeah, I was just thinking about the the um counterfeit of the real thing, so when you see. So when people see the sun, they don't think of Jesus Christ. They 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 think of their own pleasure. They think of their own whatever. But spiritually speaking, it's it's they're worshiping these false gods. So anyhow, then if now, what about the stars? So we've got the sun, Jesus Christ. We've got the moon, the church or Israel, perhaps. What about the stars?
1: Counterfeit to the stars.
0: Well, the real thing, like the believers. actual sign, the believers. Believers.
1: Yeah. First Corinthians chapter fifteen says. Uh, as one star differeth uh, from another in glory, so is also the resurrection.
0: and Daniel, uh, right? and
1: read Daniel chapter twelve, verse two, a couple other places in the New Testament where we sh- we shine as stars forever and ever. Uh, mm-hmm. they shall even actually they shall shine as the sun, the Lord says in the in the kingdom of the of their father. And the counterfeit to that's, I think pretty easy to if you're going to preach it, you know like all the counterfeit uh, Hollywood stars, yes, and yes, things like that you know, the stars. It's, it's funny because even the world calls human beings. Stars and that's actually biblical.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's true. Um, twinkle, twinkle, little star. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, but he no, wrote I...
1: that when he was four. Mozart, what? that melody. Oh, really? Four. Wow.
0: What were you doing when you were
1: four? <laughs> not that bad.
0: Oh, you were writing stuff.
1: <laughs> not not at four. Man. You were you were putting stuff not together. You were four. studying out the yeah. book.
0: Amen. I have my tie looking here. Okay, um, so. Another thought that I had when you're going through there is that he, he, he said it's the greater light. All right, so the sun is a star, but it's the greater light. The moon is not called a, light, a star because it's not burning. All right. It's just there. Um, is that interesting? Because what is the church? The church is made up of individual believers, but there is no power in itself. The Correct. power comes from the sun, and what is a church without the fire of individual believers? You know. Yeah. Without without the reflection of Jesus Christ, it's just the dead rock. It's just a Nothing, floating yeah. rock.
1: With spots and blemishes, like the, pastor by, the message by Pastor James. Oh Knox yeah, this morning.
0: yeah. You got to go and listen to that. That was great. Brother Knox uh, preached this morning on um, without spot or blemish or whatever, and uh, the difference in spot and blemish. Uh, you can listen if you're listening right now, um, and you're interested. You go to hopetoledo.org, and the the messages should be up on sermon audio here pretty soon. But um, yeah, very good. And I think he and and he gave that. So here's a question for you, from a spiritual standpoint. Um, I have I have more questions than I do answers today. So I hope you're on your game. Um, from a spiritual standpoint, he says there in Genesis chapter one. He says, the greater light is to rule the day, and the lesser light is to rule the night. Uh, verse 16, the greater light to rule the day, and lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. Now it's been said, well, I think Brother Gipp said it, you know, he just throws it in there.
1: Yeah, uh, the little PS, that's amazing.
0: Yeah, all those stars, yeah. how many, we don't know.
1: They say trillions, trillions.
0: And I do want to go into this too, I, I've got two questions, What what does it mean to rule the night? from a spiritual standpoint um from a physical standpoint we know what it means it guides you know certain things and i'm sure there's so many things i got a book on night uh for for animals and stuff like that and it's amazing the things that happen at night Mm. right with uh what do they call them uh nocturnal nocturnal right not diurnal right is the other uh but nocturnal what happens at night with animals and how they're and you know how they're guided and what they do uh spiritually speaking is the first question and then the second question is um i'll think of it because i just lost it
1: okay well so if we start with the sun <clears throat> we said it's a type of the lord jesus christ because he's compared in his glory to the sun even the, but the timing also of the creation of the sun on the fourth day i remember the function is for signs and uh on the the peter talks about a thousand day a thousand years is, is what the lord is one day so you can match the seven days of creation to the seven years, seven thousand years of human history. And sure enough, on the fourth day of human history, the fourth day of human history ends at the cross. Um and so within the fourth day of human history, the Lord Jesus Christ shows up, and you read in Matthew, as soon as he shows up, I think it's chapter four, the people which sat in darkness, and there was mm-hmm. darkness previously, right? The people the people which sat in darkness, this is chapter four, verse sixteen, saw great light. And to them which sat in the region in shadow of death, light has sprung up. So even the timing of the appearance of the sun matching Jesus Christ appearing is that great light appearing on the fourth day. And then he tells us, uh, he says, While I am here, walk in the light, so long as the light is with you. The night cometh when no man can work. He said in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. If any man followeth me, he shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So if Jesus compares himself to the sun, then when he's gone... He says, the night cometh. Hmm. So after the sun is gone, you've got nighttime. And sure enough, who's the one now reflecting the light of Jesus Christ during this nighttime? It's the church. Uh, so uh, we are we are in a nighttime um, when Jesus Christ physically is not present, but his substitute is present, which is us reflecting his light to the world. Mm-hmm. And I had a train of thought, too, to continue, to go, continue well, that, and, uh, and I you're, lost it, too. You're, you're,
0: you're talking there about um, you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. You're light in the Lord. Right. And then you are all the children. 1 Thessalonians 5, you're all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. So we're not to be influenced by the darkness that's in this world. We are to be separate from that, and knowing that the night is only going, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Right. So that the return of the sun
1: it's great. is on the way. Right. Amen. Yeah. Right?
0: So it goes down, and it's darkness, and we know that, and we're work, and we sing work for the night is coming, coming. but actually, we're working because, because the day, the day is coming, coming, yes. In that sense,
1: yeah. With the with the nuance that there's a tribulation period, right? There's that, but that's kind of Daniel's 70th week. It should have been back there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh, uh and and that in that in that sense, I suppose the church rules the night. Is that um, we are the ones unto whom the oracles of God are committed now. Mm-hmm. And if if you want if you want to know God, you're going to have to connect with the church. Uh, by church, we don't mean the Roman Catholic hierarchical organization, in Rome. We mean like the body of born again Christians, of mm-hmm. course. You know, right. Uh, but
0: have you ever heard that phrase, um, you know, the night in the darkness is always a scary thing, supposed to be. And, and uh, you know, have you ever heard a phrase like, we rule the night or something like that? Yeah. I don't know what that yeah. was from. Yeah. But it's like we The we're, powers of
1: darkness. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like this, whatever company it was or some brand, I don't remember, but it was yeah. like, we rule the night.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: And why? Because the darkness is scary. And I just like that thought that the moon rules the night. That's right. And what is the moon? The moon is catching rays that no one else can see. Right. But the moon can see it. Right. And it reflects them. And so it's in charge during the darkness. And uh, you and I, as believers, we have the ability to catch rays that the world cannot catch. And we are to reflect Jesus Christ rather than just say, well, it's tough, man. It's really tough. He said, you walk as children of the light. In the darkness. Right. How? We are getting uh, raised from another place yeah. that, that, that the, the average person cannot see. Correct. If you go out and you try to act like the other people, you're going to be living in darkness. You have to connect with Jesus Christ. And another thought that I had in that way, I'll give you two thoughts. This is very practical. One is that God said he would dwell in thick darkness. We know that. And in other words, the darkness and the light are both alike to thee. Uh, it doesn't matter. And I, and I had this thought once, this is very practical, when I was a kid, a personal uh, experience, where um, um, you ever go through a big building at night or whatever? You know, it's one of the spookiest places, a church. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I, I talked to you uh, last week, I think, about my boys going up to Akron and we yeah. were checking out the place. And my brother and I had gone in there earlier. And very spooky, very spooky, <laughs> Akron Baptist Temple. And uh, any church building really at night is very spooky. But I remember one time, because you ever feel like you're going up a staircase and, like, something's following you? Um, You know, people have their own little things, every little thing. And I I remember going through a building one time at night, dark, and, you know, guys have a tendency to be macho until the lights are off. (laughs) And then it's like, where are you guys? Where are you? And I remember having this thought.
1: and if you're alone.
0: Yeah, especially (laughs) if you're alone. But I had this thought that was like, okay, wait a second. So if that, if I'm scared... Of the dark and I'm scared of, of something getting me in the dark what does that mean the devil's real that's what mm, I'm saying mm, in my mind mm, that mm. there is some supernatural being that's right, real right okay well if the devil's real then God's real right where do we even get this concept of supernatural beings that's that right. can come and get you that's and right. it, it kind of catapulted to past the fear because the devil wants me to doubt the existence of God but somehow be afraid of his presence and his people or beings, whatever. That's,
1: that's amazing how God can, through things like this, and and he can make himself real to you.
0: Yeah. 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 It was like the that's Lord amazing. just said, yeah, that's true. If that's true, then this is that's true. That's right. Yeah. And it was like,
1: wow. People really are responsible. Yes. You know, at the judgment day, people of the Lord's going to say, you remember you had those thoughts. Hmm. You had those thoughts and you, you rejected them.
0: Mm-hmm. It was like, it was like a, a, a fire hose that sprayed on a fire. It's like a, a a deluge of water, that was like, you're really afraid of that, but you won't fear me, Yeah. yeah. you know. So, anyhow, anyhow, have you ever had you ever had uh, what is what is have, have your experiences been with dark and no, oh, I've been scared of
1: it too. I was scared of the dark. My my son yesterday night was just freaked when I turned off the light. I mean, hmm. he's two, okay, just for, <laughs> almost three, just for <laughs> for reference here, you know. Yes. But that 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 fear. You know, the evolutionists will come in and say, "Oh, that's you know something to do with the night and pred- predators and whatnot." It, it's it, evolution is a tautology, but uh, there is something. I think the kids are are queuing into something real. There's really some some spiritual reality to the devils do come out at night. You know, like uh, all that myths connecting the full moon with werewolves and things like that. It's I think there's there's a a spiritual influence on the world that that uh, we uh, kind of feel but can't put our finger on, but that is all too real.
0: Mm. I, I I looked it up one time um because our my former pastor Mickey Carter down in Florida he would talk about how um at the hospitals and especially the in insane asylums, whatever they call them now, um what do they call them A now? Mental
1: health institution.
0: Yes, there you go. Um how that the the nurses would say and I've heard people say it too that at the full moon right.
1: it was the hardest nights. Yeah. 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 I've heard that crazy. too. Yeah.
0: And um, and then I also thought about uh, the percentage of people dying at midnight, and the reason why I I looked that up was because um, and I don't know.
1: There's a verse in Job that they says they're, the they're cut off in midnight. Midnight.
0: I think that's the reason. I was thinking yeah. about that.
1: I, it's funny. I checked that I, the same thing for a message I preached on Job a few months ago. Oh really? Yeah. Thirty four twenty. In a moment. Shall they die, and the people shall be troubled at midnight and pass away?
0: Hmm. Um, I, and I had it somewhere in the, in a note. I was going to look it up. What is the percentage of people dying at midnight? But that that concept. And and what's amazing is people will will be more afraid of zombies and more afraid of some like you heard about the called the nine one one call out in Las Vegas. Yeah. The guy said there's like nine foot nine foot creatures yeah, with yeah. big eyes or yeah. whatever. They'd be more afraid of that than they would be of God. But.
1: but right, if but, there is that. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, and, and that is indiscernible, it's indefinable, it's it's uh, ethereal. All of that is like cloudy, but you have the plain written word of God and and it just shows the human heart. So, anyhow, uh, we've we've taken the detour.
1: Yeah, it's, um, my pastor, Pastor Larry, once said about the signs and the moon and the stars, you're talking about the night, is, uh, the day is coming. You know, after the night, after the church age, the day is coming because Jesus Christ shows up mm-hmm. with uh, healing in his wings. He said, I don't bless my heart. He's like, um, you know, the 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 moon the church waxes and wanes, and as the moon wanes, she loses her influence on the world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so as the church wanes, she loses her influence on the world. We see it, you know. The the it's the world, the church is conforming to the world rather than vice versa. He says, But you know what becomes more visible? the individual stars and that's where like your individual christians will have to shine um on their own wherever the lord has placed them Mm. um and just i don't know why it just blessed my heart when he said that you still have the stars you know you Mm -hmm. still have individual christians that can you can so you can shine on your own the church as a whole reflects the light of, of the lord jesus christ but as an individual you have him in you shining out of you and um he um, he said it's even illustrated in the order of the New Testament Bible books where Paul the Apostle is talking to churches. You got Romans and Corinthians, and Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Thessalonians. And then he gets to individuals Timothy, hmm. Titus, Philemon. And it's like it's almost illustrating that movement from the church as a whole, that maybe has stopped listening, but there's still individuals that are listening. And Laodicea, he's reproving churches. You get to Laodicea, if behold I stand at the door and knock, if any man. Mm-hmm. It comes down back to like individual Christians shining. Even revivals began with one person shining for the Lord. So if any man. It blessed my heart when I when I heard that. I can it doesn't matter what the state of the church is, don't let that discourage you. You can still be a star mm-hmm. in the darkest place of the heaven, and you shine all the brighter because you're in that darkness and loneliness for the Lord.
0: Yes. Yeah, and so if you're listening uh, if you're one of the listeners is saying yeah I, I feel like i 'm on my own i 've got nothing well you have you have the whole you have the holy Spirit in you 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 have access to Jesus Christ the Son and it might be in a dark time right now but um but you can shine they that be uh, they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever that's right you know you can you can push people towards the lord and uh in in a dark time that's good it's really good yeah, I was just looking up that I stand at the door, and knock if any man hear my voice. Hmm.
1: The in Psalm nineteen, <clears throat> you know where it says uh, the heavens declare the glory of God, firm and showeth His handiwork. Romans one, Paul says that the eternal things uh, of God are are known through His creation, even His eternal power and Godhead. He says you were talking about the heathen earlier, referencing the heathen how they they worship they misworship those things. You know, but it's funny because even the heathen. They would see the sun goes down. The Egyptians, uh, the Sumerians, uh, almost uh, a, a, any civilization that I can think of, they connected the sun going down with with the sun god dying, hmm. and then they connected with the sun rising again with the sun god coming back to life on on the sec, on the other on the next day, right? Mm-hmm. So you had you had the death and resurrection of the sun god, quote unquote, programmed into creation. It's basically every day. The Lord is preaching to creation that the the sun dies, and while he's gone, it's nighttime. And when Jesus dies on the cross, it's three hours of darkness. And then, But he comes back. He's mm-hmm. going to come back. And when he goes down to the sun, the, the, the heaven goes red, you know, as he sheds mm-hmm. his blood. Um, and the other thing that blessed my heart with that one day, I, I saw that in the scriptures. It took me a while to make the connection, but the Lord says, if you're unclean, you know, you wash with water. But he says, at the going down of the sun, you become clean, mm-hmm. not at the rising, at the going down of the sun. And so, with the death of Christ, like that's with good. the death of the high priest, mm-hmm. when the high priest dies, if you're in a city of refuge, you can go back. If you're, uh, you know, an accidental murder, you can mm-hmm. go back to your city. When the sun dies, when the sun goes down, that cleanses you because the blood that's shed cleanses you.
0: Well, that re- that, re- that that reminds me uh, of the people of. Of Israel in Egypt, with the uh, the Passover lamb,
1: right. right, right.
0: So they put the blood on it, and at, at midnight the death angel goes out, and only those that have the blood on the doorposts are spared, right? Yes. So that's just exactly what you're saying, right? right? And you're you're so so to speak cleansed, or or at least you're right. spared at midnight. There, Exodus chapter uh, twelve, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Exodus chapter 12, when it says, uh, none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning, until the morning. And, you know, in that sense, you're trapped, trapped where? At night, you're trapped in your house. You can't go out and you have to wait until the morning.
1: Yeah, at midnight, the Lord smote all the firstborn and land 1229.
0: There it is. There it is. So what are these guys doing all the while? They're gathering together, and they're waiting in the uh, through the night to be able to come out and enjoy the sun. And in a sense, that's what we're doing. You know, we're in the nighttime sure. and things are tough, but we need to gather together, and we need to trust in the blood of Jesus right. Christ while we wait. Yeah. And uh, the sun's gonna arise, and we're gonna go and and move forward. You know, in fellowship with Him. But, at this point, we have to wait and walk walk as children, so they had light in their dwellings, right, and this was you know this was before with the darkness, but um the children of Israel were fellowshipping together, and they were enjoying and you know it 's interesting i don 't know this is if this ties in or not. this is pure conjecture, but
1: that 's never stopped us
0: <laughs> we're we not afraid of bold new heresies. Um no, but just the idea of, you know, it makes a great preaching, the concept of so what are these people doing? They didn't have any light. And the Bible doesn't say this it's interesting, the Bible doesn't say, correct me if I'm wrong, that it's total darkness when the death angel came over.
1: Um I don't know. That's good twelve twenty nine says midnight.
0: Uh... at midnight, but but what was what's possible, what's what's shining in the windows. When they're waiting, it could have been the moon. Okay. You know yeah, well, it could have
1: been a full moon, a full uh, full moon night.
0: And you know they had light in their dwellings.
1: Uh, could it have been a full moon night? No. Because it's the Passover's on the fourteenth of the month, and at that point, oh, uh, we get into some complicated stuff there. Because sometimes the, the 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 new month, pre-flood, the new month, the the phases of the moon. Um punctuated like the the month so at the beginning of the month the moon was starting at the end of the month it was ending the waxing and the waning process how do you you know this stuff i've had to study it because of uh, um daniel i think in part some prophecy books oh okay there's been a lot of that stuff and in genesis i had to go through it like um so but that's why like you know what the he says like in the beginning of your months at the new moon he says in the law of moses Mm. So they were punctuated by that. So if you're in the now after the flood, you had the. Uh, oh man, I'm thinking in French now. How do you say like a, a when things are lined up with a misalignment? Miss. a misalignment of the phases of the moon with a 300 because the the year wasn't 360 days anymore. It was before the flood. We know that from Genesis. Uh, so there's a misalignment. So if you're in, if the Passover is happening on the 14th day of the month, um, I don't know if how long does it take to get a full moon. Or maybe it is. Maybe it is. It's
0: every, it's
1: every month, right? Yeah, but on what day of the month do we hit the full moon? Uh like like this. Oh, this it's every, mid, 30. Mid, yeah, yeah, every thirty. Yeah, but midday? Mid month or towards a I don't know. I don't know But we this is check a great, that out basically.
0: Yeah. But that, that by the way, you know, any preachers that are listening to this, you know this is this is what it's all about. Like you run into stuff. Um like I'm not sure about that. I personally um, I like to go and study, and it's pushed me more towards learning anything scientific. When I'm trying to uh, make a, a case um, about what the scripture is saying, I go back and I study the science of what it says, Like this is, and what you yeah. find out is they're not attacking the Word of God, the scientists that are actually studying the, the uh, creation, they're not attacking the Word of God, and they're not saying, because it's actually happening, it's, it's observable, it's not like evolution. It's right, something that they right. can actually observe and catalog and record. And uh, it's, it's how you learn more about the scripture is when you go, you go into the Bible and it says this. And it's not just, oh, yeah, yeah there's something about a moon. They had moons then. You know, like we have a moon. <laughs> it, it, it's like you go back and study the actual, um, what, what's the word called? Earth science, right? You learn oh, this is what actually happens in our world. And you don't correct the Bible with it. You actually further your understanding of the Bible with it. Because now you understand. Oh, so when he says that, it's so like what you right. said. You could go and study about the the patterns of the waxing and waning of the moon, and that will help you every time you see the word moon in the Bible. You'll bring that knowledge with you, and and it'll inform you better as to as to what God meant when he said um, the moon. So, uh, there's just a side note for you listeners that are you know you've never been into science or whatever. If you're gonna watch stuff on YouTube, why not watch stuff about Earth science? Yeah, you know, rather than just you know weird unnecessary stuff watch something where you actually learn something because that's that will help you i mean how many times have you studied something like you've laughed at so many weird crazy videos but the thing that taught you something you remember forever it's like it sticks in your mind and then you bring it back later on yeah so okay
1: We, we need we need christian scientists we really do people that study this stuff and don't just give it up to the world Mm. If anybody should be studying God's creation, it's us. <laughs> it's like yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. You know, and speaking of science and the science falsely so-called, you know, one of the things they do tell us, though, uh, they tell us about the, the creation of the stars because we've got them here. And we've got the Trinity, by the way, too. It's, it's kind of cool that there's three kinds of light in there, uh, matching the Trinity, too. But um, they'll t- say that the stars are billions and billions of years old, and so if the stars were created 6,000 years ago... How is it that the sunlight has the sunlight has reached us? The starlight has reached us already? So they must be the universe must be more than six thousand years old. One of the things that they don't tell you um, is that they've got that same problem, uh, the, the distant starlight problem, they have the same problem, in the big bang model, right? It's, it's called the horizon problem. you know and basically when you when you study the cosmic microwave background, the like the background light if you will of the universe, it is uniformly spread across the universe. And if you had a big bang, you would expect like the older regions to be the closer to the source, it'd be colder and the or hotter, I forget how it goes, but it's not you wouldn't expect a uniform distribution of light across the universe, but that's what we have. So, so yeah. we, they have the same problem, quote unquote we have.
0: You're saying that th- that okay, so you're saying the evolutionists say it. creation can't be true because the sunlight uh, or the light of the stars. In order for them to, to for there to be starlight that you could observe, it had to have started millions of years beforehand in order to reach Earth. Right, at given the its time.
1: its limited speed. Yeah,
0: and you're saying that the Big Bang carries the same difficulty because Correct. because why? Because well, they, did they need the stars for the Big Bang?
1: They're, so they're talking about the, the the creation of light at the very beginning, at the beginning of the Big Bang. There's like a residual light there that's left in the universe Mm -hmm. and it's coming in from every angle equally. But if you have an explosion, it shouldn't be this uniformly distributed. That's okay, that's different. Yeah, it says the the cosmic microwave background is uniform throughout the universe when the Big Bang model should have different temperatures at different places. Evidently light energy had to travel from the hotter regions to the cooler regions in order to attain that equilibrium. But even in the theorized 13.7 billion years age of the universe, there hasn't been enough time for light to travel from one side of the visible universe to the other. It is therefore hypocritical of the atheist to argue against biblical creationism because of the distant starlight problem. Mm. And another thing too, you guys might be interested in this. There's a, a YouTube uh, channel called Veritasium, and he's a physicist. But it, there's a lot of like wannabe physicists. He's, he's a good one, like because there's other physicists that kind of try to challenge him, and they'll 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 witness to the fact that he's on top of his game. I'm not saying everything he says is right, but One of the things he he does, you can check out the YouTube video, it's about the speed of light. He basically argues we've never calculated the speed of light because it is theoretically impossible to calculate the speed of light. One of the ways we calculate it is like you run it through a circle and you see how much time it takes to loop. He says, but we don't know if, okay, so like you send the light from point A to point B, it bounces at point B, it comes back to point A. And then you calculate that to 186,000 miles per second or 300,000 kilometers per second. He says, but we don't know if it's... We're assuming that it has traveled at the same speed in both directions, to and fro. But that's an assumption. It could be that due to the nature of universe and light, it could be that light traveled from A to B at speed X, and then from B to A, it was instantaneous to come back. You're just giving an average speed of light, but you don't know how fast it traveled from point B to A. And, is and that he,
0: is that really a problem?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, it, he's, had, he's I mean, that's it's it's got like millions of views. Of that video. It's been vetted by physicists, and the guy knows what he's talking. He's not like a, he's not a basement physicist, as it were. But uh, and I, he basically I, says it's theoretically impossible due to the nature of Einsteinian physics. If you look at it that way, we cannot really give you uh, what the speed of light is because there's assumptions built around that. So it's possible that st- even according to the physics, the modern physics, that starlight traveled from the star to the Earth instantaneously, and you wouldn't know it. You couldn't prove it wasn't so. How did
0: Einstein calculate the speed of light?
1: It wasn't. I don't think it was Einstein. Um, uh, I don't think it was Whoever Einstein. Whoever it was, how the did they... The main experiment was the Morsley experiment or something like that, Moseley, Morsley, Morsley. The the, the the theory was there's a medium through which light travels, the ether,
0: mm-hmm. Right.
1: and they tried to figure out if... Um, if it was traveling through the ether, then in different places of the Earth, the speed of light would be affected, and it wasn't affected, so they deduced that there is no ether. Um, but that was before Einstein, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I'm. Just I do not know who first calculated. It.
0: That's interesting because I've. Uh, we just th- that's that's where study comes in. Um, so we talk. We say 186,000 feet per second. Um, miles per second? What?
1: Miles. 186,000 miles. miles per second.
0: Yeah. So. Like who said? Now that's not just being a. You know, I don't have internet. You need to get that's on the fine. internet. Um, it's it's not being a you know junior hire. You know we're not just saying anytime somebody says something we just argue with them. That's not what it is. It's that no prove all things. That's right. Prove all things, and that's actually what science actually is. Yes. It's it's knowledge, but it's the testing well, of knowledge. <laughs> testing of what we
1: think. is Yeah, knowledge. but even because this stuff they don't tell you about, like. The Big Bang itself, when you posit a Big Bang, they tell us it's it, that was a singularity point in which all the laws of physics were... Diff- so they're like, grant us a few nanoseconds, please, if you will. We're, we're going to ignore all the laws of physics and all the laws of the speed of light. For those few nanoseconds, we can say whatever we want.
0: All cards on the table.
1: Right. But then it's like, it's set. Well, <laughs> yeah, but it's like... It's basically saying uh, I forget the name of the guy. He used to say basically they're saying, "Grant us one free miracle, and we'll explain the rest." Yes. You know, you can't, you get, you don't get to believe in your miracles as a Christian, but we get to believe in our miracle where momentarily everything goes. So they believe at a point in time in the Big Bang where the speed of life was different at that point. Hmm. So, well, if you believe it at that point in the Big Bang, why couldn't it have been that when the Lord creates the sun, yeah, and the moon, and the stars? It's it, you know what's good for the goose is good for the hen. Well, and that, whatever that problem wh- means. Wh- <laughs> <what>? <laughs> You don't know what that means? Oh, the gander was, is that a male
0: goose? It's a male.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. well, good. <laughs> okay.
0: So, what's good and that's right, what's good for the female is good for the male. That's right. The sun, male, moon, female. No, yeah. um, but no, what you're saying seems... it was really helpful. If you if you turn things if you'll just go with it sometimes, um, what do they call that? Like uh, mental judo, if you'll go with yes. the yeah. the problem, you'll find that you can actually turn it's on turn it on that's its right. head. Uh, I'll give you an example of this. Tell me what you think. Um, I was recently discussing uh, Psalm 12, 6, and 7 with someone and how they believe that Psalm 12, 7 is not a preservation, a promise yeah. of the preservation of the words, but you can finish the sentence. Of the people. Of the people. Why? Because the godly man fails. A uh, blow for the godly man ceaseth, the faithful fail from the children of men and the wicked, you know, all, the generation and all that. Right. But what's so interesting is when you approach the scripture from a standpoint of faith... Um, what you're saying is just grant us one thing and we got it from here. People want a lot of stuff granted to them that they don't deserve. For instance, I my response was, and I'd never thought of it before, hmm. let's just go ahead and say Psalm twelve seven is a promise of the preservation right, right. of the let's godly go man.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Is that promise trustworthy? If it is trustworthy, why is it trustworthy? Hmm. Because God promised it. Where did he promise it?
1: In, in his words.
0: You just go with it. Right. And so then I go further into it. And it was like, I come across, because I, I was trying to make the point that we believe in an every word Bible. So where does it say that? Man shall not live by bread alone, right. but by, by every, every word. word that proceedeth out right. of the mouth That's of God. Right. So that is right there. There's the preservation of man. Man shall not live by bread oh, alone. Okay,
1: join the two. That's good. Yeah. But
0: by every word yeah. of of God, and I thought, That's you can't, good. you can't get away from it, man. Even if it's a, even if it's a promise of, and I don't believe it's a promise of the preservation of of right. man. Right. But even when it is a promise right. of the preservation of, you man, still end
1: up in the same. Uh, yeah, it is a promise yeah.
0: of the preservation of God's yeah. word. That's right. Because grant us one miracle, and we'll take the whole thing. That's right. You know, give us a Bible that doesn't exist, and we'll prove to you why your Bible is not right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a me- it's a mental twister. But well, and,
1: and two, if he can, pres- if he promises to preserve mankind, he's not going to preserve his own words. I mean, that's okay. Yeah, but... So he preserves man; he doesn't preserve his words. Well, how would you that's know what... that he? Pres- how would you know that it was <laughs> God right, right, that preserve man to begin with? Yeah, I mean that, that that very promise of man's preservation is in an unpreserved word, so you don't even know it's yes. a real promise to begin with. Yes, yeah. it's it's just yeah. phenomenal. That's... The more that I go yeah, down that good. road,
0: man. And, and here's one other thought that I was talking with my nephew. It's been fun to have uh, some family members in town, you know. And this was my sister's son, and we were talking about how, you know, different ver- different versions and so forth, and how they translate. And they say it means basically the same as that. Okay, so it's it's basic. It it means the same thing. And I said means this means the same thing as what? Right. This is yeah. What okay. I, yeah. Yeah means the same thing right as to,
1: to, already you have you have a, a determined base there. a point of reference oh, yeah correct yes it means the same yeah, that's, as what that's good that's good that's good
0: yeah you know isn't that weird how we just yeah. it's like we take for granted we've
1: already taken the original yeah yeah
0: take for granted that we have the word of god somewhere yeah and it's like you're saying it's as good as that but what is that that's what if good. that was you know the words of plato you know the words of uh marcus aurelius or whatever it's as good as that. Well, what is that? No one's claiming inspiration or right. infallibility for the words of Marcus Aurelius. We're not saying that was the word of a god, you know. So anyhow, I'm way off topic That's good. now, but yeah, it was really encouraging. Well, he did
1: me. all those things by his words. He created all those things by his words. So
0: yeah, he did. Um, so what? What other? What other proofs do you have right uh, at hand?
1: I was just having a conversation with a, a, a sister here. That was really cool. That's a blessing meeting her, Maria she's Portuguese she's in um, in Scotland at uh, with the with the vogel yes mm-hmm. um, and uh, she's gonna be a uh, Lord willing uh, editing the book uh, my book on Daniel the ceiling Daniel yeah she volunteered after uh,
0: is she an editor
1: well she she completed uh, she said uh, she's a uh, aerospace systems uh, um, aerospace systems engineer and uh, but she also has a degree in proficiency in English really yeah and uh how do I get to oh yeah so we were talking about like the flat Earth thing. I mean, I cracked a joke about it because she's an aerospace system engineer, and she says, she, and she basically said, "I as far as he, uh, you know, geocentrism." She says, "I think that's that's true." I said, "You know what? I th- that's the one part um, uh, that that has some biblical backing as as, as well as scientific backing, because even like when you read it here, how it's created, you do get a sense of that the Earth is the center of this. Like, the reference point is the Earth, and from the waters around surrounding the Earth." He um, splits out those waters above and below and then gathers them all on, on the Earth. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it was the center, but you get the impression that it's a center. And one of the things that has happened, uh, I asked just, about this. Just
0: define it geocentrism. Centrism, that the Earth would
1: be in the center of the universe. As opposed to? Lost else. somewhere.
0: Or what the common scientific stance is. Is saying.
1: that it's lost somewhere. In a, no, in but the that's heliocentrism. Uh, okay, well, I'm, okay, so, okay, you know, I'm talking on the level of the universe, not the solar system. So, in reference to the solar system, uh, you've got, um, maybe I should have used a different word, but, like, you've got either the idea of the sun going around the earth or the earth going around the sun, mm-hmm. okay? And, actually, according to, according to physics, we don't know, really. The real answer is nobody knows. Even that's physics states that. It's just mathematically a lot simpler to describe a solar system in which the earth is... Uh, revolves around the sun rather than the other way around, A. Mm-hmm. Because A and B, it would take a lot more energy to move the sun and the stars around the earth. But, but that's not really a problem because we've got God, which is infinite energy. And um, Einstein basically said, um, "There's a and that's an actual quote because there's a lot of quotes falsely attributed to Einstein, but that's something I, I double-checked. He said that after years of meditating on this, he has come to the conclusion, he is confident, that there is no there's no observational experiment. There's no ocular experiment that could ever tell you, prove to you whether the sun is revolving around the earth or the other way around. Really? Yeah. Um, even with the astronauts up in the space shuttles. I've asked astronauts on, on Quora about this. You couldn't really tell, um, but that, but that's not here or there. I mean, the, the flat earth stuff I think is nonsense biblically and, and scientifically personally, but, I'm talking about not on the size of the, not on the scale of our solar system, but on the scale of the entire universe, that the Earth is actually central to the universe, not to the solar system only. Um, and so, in a few years ago, and I was asking Maria about this. She hadn't heard about it, but she got excited when she heard about it. Uh, they found out that the angle at which the cosmic microwave background radiation is coming matches the angle of Earth's tilt, and they dubbed it the axis. So, basically, imagine like the light that's coming in from the universe mm-hmm. is aligned with the angle of the Earth's tilt, 23.5 degrees that we have that causes the seasons. Really? Yeah. And, and there was, was like a big, big brouhaha in the scientific world. They dubbed it the, No, actually it was after the second experiment, I think. But they kind of freaked about it a bit. They are like, the odds of this, there's something wrong with the experiment. There's no way. That's sending us like pre-Hubble times. We're going back to like the dark 1500s be, be, before Kepler and things like that. So they read It was so controversial, they redid the experiment. And got essentially the same results. So you know what they dubbed it—the axis of evil. Really? Yeah, they called it, it. They called the axis Why? of evil. Yeah, there was a movie about this because it's a, it's basically evidence that the Earth is central to the universe, which can't be. So we're going back five hundred years back in the past. They called the axis of evil. <laughs> the Catholics made a movie about this. It's a Catholic guy. It's called the Principle. They made a movie with astronomers. The really? Movies about documentaries about that. Uh, it's really fun to watch. Oh my! Uh, but. You know All that to say that, you know, stick with your Bible because what you think of as solid, incontrovertible scientific proof today is going to be laughed at and corrected by the scientific community in 200 years and in 300 years and in 500 years. Our knowledge of astronomy is proportional to the size of the space that we don't know. And the space that we don't know is enormous. So our knowledge of astronomy is one, to, you know, the margin of error is literally literally astronomical because it's relative to the scale of what we're studying. And so to think that you have any kind of assurance in what you state about the speed of light or the position of the heavens and things like that is, well, is the height can, of Huber. Huber's. Exactly.
0: And, and, and one of the things that, the, the, okay, so God goes to study, there's not tags on the sun or the yeah. stars. <laughs> yeah. There's no metadata. Like the metadata is God has already communicated it to us and people are fighting against it. Um, so maybe you, maybe like, you know, we got to close up here pretty soon, but maybe in your mind, you know, you're listening to this and you're going, you lost me. The truth is some of you guys were right with George the whole time as he's going, I'm getting a little muddy, but he has a way of explaining it that I'm like, I, I get it. I get it. I get what you're saying. And also a lot of times we had terrible teachers growing up, so we didn't actually connect the dots like we should have. You've got to go back. And, and some of you that were getting it really easily, um, use it, use it. To push you towards the Lord and towards his book, rather than, well, what about this question? You can't answer that, so I'm going to continue on down the path. Yeah. The best scientists in the world um, have not poo-pooed the idea of God. They right. have actually taken it very seriously. I have a, an article um, I want to read a little bit from, um, from Einstein in 1940. It's called Science and Religion. Have you seen this one? Um,
1: from... Einstein? Yeah. Nice. Yes. No. I Albert
0: Einstein. Um, science November ninth, 1940. and This was, you know, uh, I don't know where they published a bunch of his stuff. Cool. And he says in there, he says one of the things, he said, uh, the main source of the present day conflicts between the spheres of religion and of science lies in this concept of a personal God. Hmm. No, no doubt, right? It is the aim of science to establish general rules which determine the reciprocal connection of objects and events in time and space. For these rules, or laws of nature, Absolutely, general validity is required, not proven. It is mainly a program of, whoops, I lost my place. It is mainly a program, and faith in the possibility of its accomplishment in principle is mm. only founded on partial successes. He's talking about faith in hypotheses that they have. Mm. Uh, but scarcely anyone could be found who would deny these partial successes and ascribe them to human self-deception. The fact that on the basis of such laws we are able to predict the temporal behavior of phenomena in certain domains with great precision and certainty is deeply embedded in the consciousness of the modern man, even though he may have grasped very little of the contents of those laws.
1: Wow, Einstein could also write, man.
0: No doubt, man. He only He, he need only consider that planetary courses within the solar system may be calculated in advance with great exactitude on the basis of a limited number of simple laws. In a similar way, though not with the same precision, it is possible to calculate in advance the mode of operation of an electric motor, a transmission system, and so forth and so on. And he, he, he goes, so basically, what he's saying is we take for granted simple rules, and that's all you need. All you need. They need simple rules to then extrapolate where that planet is going to be in 10 years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, you, in, in, in my you know own simple way of thinking, I would say you count on the fact that you're going to wake up and breathe tomorrow. Why is that so? You, ca- you, you count on the fact that your heart is going to continue beating. why? Where did that come from? right Where, where did all that stuff come from? And the idea that somehow um, here, here he goes on to say, <laughs> this is the, always the calculation, right the, always the uh, the conclusion. that key closes this article by saying, the further the spiritual evolution of mankind advances, the more certain by the way he calls it spiritual evolution
1: mm-hmm.
0: right because there's no, nobody knows God. Just like man evolved, right? so right. Our, our spiritual yeah. awareness evolves. Right. Th- the further the spiritual evolution of mankind advances, the more certain it seems to me that the path to genuine religion does not lie through the fear of life and the fear of death and blind faith, but through striving after rational knowledge. In this sense, I believe that the priest must become a teacher if he wishes to do justice to his lofty educational mission. And I thought it just immediately it goes back in my mind to Genesis chapter three in the garden, ye shall be as gods, knowing good and yeah. evil. That the, the true path of knowledge is away from a personal God and through right. don't touch this, yeah. don't do that. The true path of knowledge is through your own personal enlightenment, being a better you. Yeah. And taking for granted all the laws of nature as if they're just there for no, your own.
1: I, 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 I don't get this 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 kind of thinking at all. I, I understand it. I just this idea of 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 uh, well, we uh, there's some laws we've discovered, and based on calculations we can predict natural events. Therefore, what there's no personal God. What's like, I don't get I don't get the dis- It's for me that's such a disconnect. It's like it's like oh well. I can predict how this computer is going to behave based on some laws of electronics and physics. So no one made it. So there is no personal individual with a name and family and likes and dislikes and personality that made it. <laughs> well, it, I, it I don't get it. I just don't get it. You know, there might be somebody that made it, but not a personal person. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like a... Well, in a weird way, it kind of it
0: ties in with that, that Psalm twelve six and 7. When people, they, they, they lean on... Having a Bible, take for granted they have a Bible, so they can argue against the Bible. Being right, perfect. Yeah,
1: right, exactly. Yeah.
0: Right, and to and start with, they yeah. lean on these laws of nature. We all individually lean on the fact that we're going to continue breathing, our hearts going to continue right. beating, we're going to have, uh, you know, neurons firing in right. our brain. Right, right, yeah. So
1: that we can do our own correct thing. that very consistency in a world governed by by what they would call second law of thermodynamics, by entropy and decay and disorder. Right, so that very consistency itself on which you're basing your accurate predictions. Itself is, is a testimony to somebody that's built a system to be consistent. I mean, the consistency is a witness to, um, you know, a creative. Dependability. Yes.
0: Yeah. And, Absolutely. And I think, uh, and, and that's why it's so important for us to stop and think about what are the things that we take for granted. So we started with the fourth day, greater light, lesser light, and the stars also. We take those for granted. If the sun stopped shining, if the moon stopped, if the moon disappeared, we would be in major, That's major right. trouble. And it will. And God only, not only allowed people to reject Him, but to turn the sun and the moon and the stars into the opposite of His character and being, into devils and uh, satanic beings mm. to worship these false gods. That's the heart of man. The heart of man has the ability to take what God has made and to corrupt it completely. And just keep in mind um, that life that you're using to fulfill your own fleshly lusts is a gift. The, 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 The mind that you have that is so good at coming up with arguments against God is a gift. You didn't do anything to make yourself born. And you have done very little to keep yourself alive. You eat, but you don't eat right and yeah you sleep but you you, th- you think all that's in your hands where's the fear of god in your life once once you lose your health once you lose the inability to walk around or to think properly i'll tell you this we got to close man we're we're over but um when my son had a, a concussion my son nate in soccer he somebody slide tackled him he fell down hit his head i think he hit the back of his head um he had a concussion we went to the hospital and every three minutes his brain would reset. You're kidding. No. He could not remember any more than three minutes at a time. And so what would happen is he would he would say, hey, what's going on? What are we doing? And we'd say, yeah, you had a concussion.
1: What a tackle, man.
0: Yeah. He hit the back of his head. And he said, he would say, um, did we win? we say, yeah, we, we won. <sighs> uh, and I think he was trying to score or whatever. I don't know. And he would ask the same questions. And then every three minutes, hey, what happened? What's going on? He was not weird. He wasn't, it was, speech was not slurred. He was lucid. He was thinking, he was clear, and he was restarting every three minutes. It was so scary. And I realized how much we take for granted in our mm. minds. And we, and the, the, the nurse sticks his head in the door and he goes, hey, I'm going to, uh, he goes, red, green, blue. Remember those, those colors, red, green, blue. I'm coming back. He comes back five minutes later and he goes, what are those three colors? And Nate goes, what? What colors? What, you were in here?
1: Oh, not even him
0: he didn't even know he was there, guys, don't take for granted the gifts that God has given you, the lights that he's put in your life, so to speak the 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 precision of the laws that God has used to preserve you in this world your your mother, your father, your pastor, God has put people in your life that are doing things for you, praying for you how many i mean the prayer you and I could both say the prayers of our mothers what have what has that done, and we absolutely. And what do we take? You know, we take it for granted, and uh, it's the height of arrogance. God is very gracious to us. What do you have to say to, to, to
1: tie this all up with a bow? If there's a, well, if there's a law, if there's a law, there's a lawmaker. Um, I was just thinking one last little tidbit uh, about just the number of the stars, and the Bible talks about innumerable stars by the seashore, hmm. and. Um, that concept we talk about things taking for granted, we all think of it, yeah, yeah, there's billions of stars. you only think of it now because scientists tell you that, but as far as people knew back then, um, there's only the stars that they could see to the naked eye, right so hmm. I mean, you could count about five thousand stars in the in heaven, but the Bible talks about an innumerable number of stars that you couldn't count even with the naked eye hmm. so that, that kind of knowledge. It uh, wasn't accessible that there's so many more stars than the ones that you can see that are hid. But the Bible spoke about that, and recently now with telescopes and things like that, we've discovered that there is actually a lot more than what you can count. Mm. Um, spiritually, I would say to encourage people, it's there isn't just the the bright stars that you think of the the Christians men men and women that are doing something for God. There's a lot of them that you don't see. Uh, at least some stars are visible in one part of the world, not in another. You know, mm. there's a lot of Christians out there shining for the Lord still even with even with the even with the, the darkest of the night um, all you've got to be is one of them shining in your local air, in your part of uh, mm-hmm. the world that God's given you to shine
0: yeah and you know maybe God's not going to put you together with a bunch of other stars maybe you're going to be shining but can you do what your creators put you there, put you there to do on your own or seemingly all alone um because your power is not Yourself and your power is really not in joining up with a bunch of other people, in that sense. And typically, when we say that, what we mean is people that I want around me. Yeah. But probably your church, maybe it's yeah, small, or maybe good. you're young and they're all old, or vice versa. But but God hath set some in the church, just like He hath set the sun in 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 the you know the the star in, in the tabernacle, sun in its tabernacle. Um, God yeah. God set you there, so. Shine for God and and unite with the others. It's nighttime. It's darkness. Get on, get in there.
1: Yeah. By the way, as far as shining, like how to shine, uh, Paul says, whatsoever maketh manifest is light. The Bible says, whatsoever maketh manifest is light. So if you want to shine for the Lord Jesus Christ, it's, to, it's by making things manifest. Light reveals things, mm. right? That's what light does. That's main function. So you have to reveal things. So you reveal the creator by preaching him. Mm-hmm. You, you expose sin by preaching against it, holding forth the word of life, um, you know, the Bible says, so that's how you shine. You've got to, you've got, it's not just, you know, walking around and and being all, you know, like you were saying this morning, just nice so people can ask you. The Bible says, whatsoever make it manifest, is like, mm-hmm. you've got to tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ. You've got to tell people about the Bible and quote it and reprove the works of darkness Mm. By pointing words, giving them the words of the Bible. The entrance of thy words giveth light. Mm. You do you've got to preach the Bible, not just the preacher, not just the pastor. We're all preachers, and we all have to be putting out the word of God into the darkness.
0: Man, it's good. I hope that encourages you. And uh let us know. If you want to contact us, you can write us at witsendguys at gmail dot com. It's been a lot of fun having Brother George here. Um do you mind moving down to Toledo?
1: Yeah. Do you mind just... moving up to Montreal?
0: <laughs> okay. All right. We'll 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 switch it up every once in a while. Yes. They're
1: both whole Baptists. Rotate. Yes.
0: All <laughs> right, uh, guys. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have, and uh, look forward to. Uh, hey, you know, come uh, jump online, here, some messages if you want, Brother George, on his uh, Council and Might channel. Some great yeah. stuff there. Council
1: S E L, not C I L, like the Spirit of Council and because I got a lot of people searching C I L. Oh,
0: it's, it's just... not showing
1: up. No, C I L. No, it's the Spirit of Council. C-O-U-N-S-E-L-N, might. Council and might. Or just George Antonius.
0: George, okay. And that's that's a big blessing. It's been a blessing to me, and it will be to you. Guys, I hope you have a great day, and uh, keep on trucking for the Lord.
1: Amen. God bless you guys. Take care.